We met at Luther College in Decorah, Iowa, and we were both studying uh, as music performance majors. Uh, myself on cello and Carla Colahan on violin. And so we played in symphony and chamber orchestras, orchestras together um, from freshman year on. But it wasn't really until our junior year that we uh, started to get to know each other and became friends. So our basis was definitely, you know, a musical friendship from the very beginning. We started realizing that both of us kind of had this uh, interest in and love for eclectic styles of playing and kind of experimenting with what our instruments were capable of. Um, and that really you know, ended up meaning that we were in a practice room together writing music, and it just so happened that what came out organically was heavily folk-leaning, and I think that's really a nod to kind of the genres that we had been listening to. In particular, the Goat Rodeo Sessions album came out not long before we had our first writing session together, so I feel like that album in particular was a huge influence. You were both studying Bela Bartok at one point, and Bartok was inspired by folk themes. You sort of followed that pathway and a composition, Doboge, came out of that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in one of our contemporary music classes we were in together, we were learning about Bartok and kind of three specific ways that he would implement folk music into his larger pieces. Um, one is to have the melody by itself, kind of on a dulcer, just on its own. Uh, the second is to have the melody plus added accompaniment, which typically just means tight harmony. And then the third is to have sort of fragments or almost like ideas of that traditional tune, uh, again fragmented throughout a larger work. And so Dobosch really follows that prescription. And it's a way that we don't typically write, but it was a good exercise for us to kind of follow a particular pattern as we kind of put, put this larger piece together. We're speaking with Olivia Dirks of the OK Factor. You heard a bluegrass performance and were so inspired by that that you wrote something that is bluegrass leaning called Bluegrass Ben. Uh, what was the process like? Yeah, so we were at the Rocky Mountain Folks Fest with singer-songwriter Ellis Delaney and um, a big stage um, incorporated uh, cellist and singer-songwriter Ben Soli and his group Kentucky Native. They had just come out with their first record and um, their set was just knockout. It was amazing and um, I just was so invigorated and excited by what I heard. Um, of course there was banjo, fiddle, cello obviously, uh, I think a little light percussion as well. So right after that set um, we went backstage before we took the stage with Ellis 
And I was kind of noodling around and was just like so inspired by what I heard that I wrote this little melody. Um, and yeah, we got to put it together. Um, and on the record, we're joined by Anthony Eric of the High 48s. So it really kind of honed in on the bluegrass feel that we were going for, for the first time. The OK Factor allows itself to be influenced by multiple genres. Um, as a player, are, is it satisfying to be sampling all these different forms, classical music, bluegrass, Scandinavian traditional music? It's extremely satisfying. You know, sometimes it can feel a, a little bit like imposter syndrome, like, oh, I haven't I haven't studied bluegrass music. I haven't st I've studied classical music. That's really the only formal training that I've had, right? And so there is kind of that, that twinge of like, ooh, should we be doing this? But I think um, kind of the through line throughout our whole career, 10 years together, has been um, having such wide listening ears. And by that, you know, being so inspired by so many different genres. And I really feel like folk music in particular allows us to communicate with people musically um, from different parts of the world, from different cultures, obviously from different traditions. What do audiences tell you about your eclectic approach? <laughs> um, I would say the most common thing we hear, uh, particularly if we're in a community, you know, for the first time, is, wow, I didn't know a cello could do that. Um, we hear that a lot, or just, um, you guys look like you're having so much fun. And yeah, we are having fun. <laughs> it's Here's a bit of 58th Street Dive, inspired by Scandinavian traditional music. Factor celebrates its 10th anniversary with a new recording entitled OKX. The release event will be at the Parkway Theater in Minneapolis, 8 p.m., Saturday, April 1st. Doors open at 7. Also on the bill is Sprig of That and also celebrating a new release. It's called Bloom. The OK Factor website is okfactor.com. The Sprig of That website is sprigofthat.com. For information about tickets, the Parkway website is theparkwaytheater.com. 
This program is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Phil Nussbaum speaking.